welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Buck Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Buck, and it's a 12 Questions Wednesday. So um, Jamie McMurray is sneaky funny, and he usually makes for a good 12 questions, and so I asked him to do it again this year, and uh, I hope you'll enjoy it. He is having quite a good year uh, for Chip Ganassi Racing. Obviously, Kyle Larson gets most of the attention on that team, but McMurray is plugging along and doing quite well. So let's hear what he had to say in this week's 12 questions. All right, I'm here with Jamie McMurray. And uh, Jamie, the first question is, how much of your success is based on your natural ability and how much has come from working at it? Um, I think everyone is a little bit different. I feel like I work at it more than uh, than most. That microphone is really close, Jeff. The microphone is really close. I don't, I'm not... I don't have very good mic technique because I'm used either. to it. So do do other interviewers, like the professional ones, hold it farther from your mouth usually? Like this? <laughs> I think the angle is off, Jeff. And also, oh, oh the angle's a big deal. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's, I felt like you were feeding it to me at that point. Oh, so I need to hold it more like straight up and down. Instead I think so. I was holding it like horizontally. Yeah. And you're saying I need to hold it vertically. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I think, yeah, I, I think I like this this angle better. I don't feel like you're you're feeding it to me at this point. Um, so I, yeah, um, like seriously, I, I feel like um, I feel like my whole career that uh, that I, I I worked a little bit harder than than most. That's not to take anything away from some people, but we all know that there's some drivers that that we say just very naturally talented, and and if they cared more, what what could they do? Um, I don't feel like I'm that guy. I feel like I've worked really hard to get where I am, and that uh, that. I, I still feel like I study harder and, and work harder than most. Okay. Uh, so Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, Carl Edwards, and Abdale Jr. have all retired or announced their retirement in the last couple of years. What's your pitch for their fans to become fans of yours? Um, I don't have a pitch. I think that uh, I, I don't. I don't feel like you should try to sell somebody on becoming your fan. I think when you watch races on TV um, or you see interviews, if you like those people, if if uh, you like the way they race, or if, if you like the way they live their life, or you just you know we we all are turned on by different things. And um, and I'm not a salesman. Okay. What's the hardest part of your job away from the racetrack? I think the hardest part uh, in in general. Um, is 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 always trying to be turned on. Um, the reality is is that uh, we're probably all not as in as good of good of a mood as we show we are. Um, and my wife tells me a lot of times she's like, it, it's crazy how you kind of turn that on when you're supposed to. Um, and and I, I I don't do it on purpose. Like I, I don't consciously think, well, Jeff Gluck's getting ready to interview me. I I need to to be this way, but. But we do because um, because the truth is, if, if there's some days that you're not in a good mood and and what you what you really want to say, you can't. Um, so I th- I mean to me that's the hardest part is just trying to always be turned on and, and and say the right thing. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So let's say a fan spots you eating dinner in a nice restaurant. Should they approach for an autograph or no? Well, everybody's different about this. Um, I am completely different when I'm with my family than when I'm alone. Um, if it's a team dinner or, or, a, you know, if I'm just with a couple of guys, that's a totally different, like to me, I, I don't, I mean, I would say no all the time cause you're eating, but, but it's totally different when I'm with my family, I get really defensive of people that come up and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm not as, as friendly or as outgoing because 
um, even I chose this, right? Like I, I, I chose to race cars and to be on TV and I know what comes with it. Um, my, my four and six year old did not, and they don't really have a choice when they're with me. So it's completely different when I'm with my family. Okay. What's a story in NASCAR that doesn't get enough coverage? Well, I'm into fitness right now. So I think that the story that should be out there, um, especially like with what, uh, what Matt and Jimmy and I did, um, and a lot of the crew guys even in the garage did last week. Um, I think that uh, covering the fitness level of a lot of people in the garage would be interesting. Um, there's this huge debate of whether people are, you know, race car drivers or athletes or whether they're not. Um, and I think people would be shocked to see uh, what, what some people are capable of doing outside of a car. Do you think that since you've got more in shape, can you notice a difference in the car? You know what? It, uh, there's maybe a small amount in the car. I honestly, the, what, what I have noticed the, the biggest change in is the attitude of everyone on my team. Um, I think when those guys see you putting in the effort and the work, um, we have a super fitness oriented team anyway. There's a lot of guys that do marathons and, and a lot of, a lot of training. Um, so I, I have, uh, I've, I've really, like, I have noticed the attitude of them. Um, you know, because this is the deal is that if you've never driven a car, I think if you work on a team and things don't go well at the end of the race, in, in my mind, I know that maybe maybe the handling of the car went away, but I think there's always like a little skepticism in, in, in people like, well, did they get tired? You know, like you, you maybe hear the little rumblings. Um, and I, I think the attitude on our team has been uh, has been awesome with 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 what all has been going on this year. Who is the last driver you texted? I'm going to look at my phone because I don't know. Greg Biffle. Uh, I text him 32 minutes ago. And uh, then let's see before that. It is, it's going to be Jimmy or Matt because we did that race on Monday. So, yeah, so it's probably Jimmy and Matt. Are you a frequent texter? No. I, I, um, my wife, my wife is the person that you can text and she will read your text and then respond whenever she feels that she should respond. Uh, if I read, I do respond immediately because I know that people know that I have read that or at least I, I feel like they know if they see bubbles, right? Um, so, but I'm not, uh, I'm not as into my phone as what I feel like a lot of people are. Does your wife put the read receipts on so you can see like what time she read it? Cause then you like know she read it and you're like, oh my gosh, like right back to me. Um, so my wife doesn't really care about her phone. If, if my wife lost her phone today, it would not matter. Like she just, she would be like, oh, well, I just, it's not that big of a deal. Um, so I don't even know if her read receipts are on because she probably doesn't either. Okay. Um, do you consider race car drivers to be entertainers? I think some are more entertainers than others. Uh, Clint would come to the top of my list of someone who's an entertainer. He can turn it on, right? Like we all, although I will tell, tell you that I have been around Clint a lot. I don't know that he turns it on. <laughs> he's, he's basically that goofy the whole time. Um, he's always in a pretty good mood. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think some people certainly are, are more of, uh, you know, entertainers than others. I'm, I don't feel like I am that guy. What is your middle finger policy on the racetrack? I haven't done that in a long time. Uh, it used to be fairly common. Um, fair, I mean, like I think that was once a weekend it happened. I don't even see that anymore. Um, I don't know the last time was that I got a middle finger. Uh, I, I get a kick out of the, I think they call it radioactive. I don't know what they, that show is. And I've only heard it a couple times, but I love how mad people get. And I have I've listened to like two of those. And they've been like after I've been at the airport and the guy that MF'd me on the radio was then like my buddy like an hour later. And so then you hear that and you're like, wow, I didn't realize he was mad at what happened. So 
Um, I love that. Uh, I love that they play that though because that's real. Do you give anybody crap afterwards? Like, hey, I heard what you said, and you know that that didn't come up on our plane flight home or anything. No, um, no, because I know that's just just the way you feel right then, and I don't expect to. I mean, I don't. I don't care. Like it is. They feel how they feel. Some drivers, you know, keep a payback list in their minds if somebody wronged them. Do you also have a list if somebody cut you a break on the track, did you a favor, something like that? I think that's a great question. Yes. Um, I, I, I Look, we all race each other the way we are raced. And um, for the most part, you, you, you build relationships throughout the year um, or throughout your career with people that race you really well. Um, and when, you know, it, what, what comes and goes, it goes both ways. So absolutely. Who is the most famous person you've had dinner with? I don't even know of anyone famous, uh, that I've had dinner with. Let me think. Um, Chip Canassi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, the most famous person that I've had dinner with is probably Matt Kenseth. Okay. He's famous. Yeah, he's <laughs> What's something about yourself that you'd like to improve? I, let's see, let me think of something. What's, uh, I want to improve a lot of things about myself, but, um, I don't know. I think being kind to others. I, I feel like I try really hard at that, but I don't do a good enough job. And, and, um, I try really hard. I feel like to, when I see someone to kind of know that maybe they're having a struggle and, um, I feel like, like all of us should do a better job at, at being kind to others. So the last question was from William Byron. Um, he wants to know what other, uh, no, he didn't okay. know it was you. Yeah. Um, that's more fun. It is, it is, but I, I was uh, lazy on the scheduling. So that's what happened there. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, his question was what other sports do you, uh, watch and should, is there anything that NASCAR could take from other sports out there and apply here? That is a very deep question from Mr. Byron at 18 years old. Um, I do watch uh, watch some other sports, but mostly it's racing. Uh, I mean, it's F1 or drag racing or Indy cars, sports cars, motorcycles. Um, and I, I mean, my my uh, my answer to that is that, uh, and I think we've kind of done that this year with Monster being a part of it. Um, when you watch Supercross or or you go to a Supercross event, they do a really good job, like with that laser light show, and and those guys come out and ride wheelies, and they they do a little a little more interaction. Um, and I feel like we've had a little more of that this year, um, not just because Monsters here, but because all the sports are trying to you know gear towards a, a younger a younger audience, and that's kind of the way to get there. Um, speaking of not knowing who the next interview is with, that's the case again. Although I I think I'm trying for an IndyCar driver because I'm going to the Indy 500. So um, perhaps that would help your question, but I don't know who. So uh, do you want to have a question you want to throw out there? My question for an IndyCar driver would be, are you excited that Fernando came to run the Indy 500 and got a crazy amount of attention? And at the same time, how did you think that he did? Okay. And, um, you know, I just wanted to say thanks again because I feel like you've changed my life now uh, with holding this microphone. I, I now have a whole new, like this whole interview, I was very conscious of it. I feel like I'm doing it the right way now. So thank you for that, that help. Nobody else, it's like having something in my teeth all year. Nobody's told me you have something in your teeth. And now you finally said, hey, you're holding the microphone wrong. Well, it's funny because I knew that was going to happen because we've been talking about it behind your back the whole time. Like They're like, wait till you Jeff Gluck interviews you because the way he holds this microphone is really weird. I don't believe that. <laughs> but thanks for joining us. Thank you. So there you have it, folks. 
Um, you know, the microphone technique thing, I still feel like uh, I was holding it correctly. I'm not sure. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to ask some experts on that one because I was holding it like, you know, up to somebody's mouth. If you're standing across from them, you don't, you don't hold it like straight up and down right under their mouth. Do you? I don't know. I'm going to have to look at some pictures or something. Anyway, I guess actually as I'm talking to you, I'm holding it under my mouth, not like directly pointed at my mouth horizontally. So, uh, this is why I am a writer and not a, uh, a professional broadcaster, but I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to figure that out and ask some of my friends anyway, um, to let you know what's coming up for the rest of the week. I am now in Indianapolis, Indiana, um, to cover the Indy 500. Monty Dutton is covering the Coke 600 for jeffgluck.com. So tomorrow, um, will be a social spotlight, uh, with John Wood who runs the Wood Brothers Racing Twitter account. So funny on there. Uh, it's like one of the best team accounts to follow. Um, really entertaining stuff. So I, I hope you'll enjoy what he has to say. And then fingers crossed, uh, if everything goes well and we can work out the schedules and all that, um, a post-race podcast Sunday night with NASCAR chasm who lives in Indianapolis. Uh, if uh, my plan is to cover the Indy 500 and then invite myself over to NASCAR chasm's house and then spring a invitation on him to cover the post-race podcast and do that with me. Um, so we'll see if that works. Um, <laughs> I think it could be fun. It'll be a very late night, but I'm gonna have to stay up anyway to post Monty stories and all that stuff. So coffee, energy drinks, whatever. Um, that'll, that'll fuel me that day. And, uh, then it's off to Portland the next day for me to, um, apartment search. Um, and then we come back, I drop Sarah off. I drive from Indianapolis to Dover, Delaware, cover that race, come back from Delaware to Charlotte, drive back there. And then the next day we are picking up a moving truck to, um, haul ourselves across the country. So it's going to be a little bit of a whirlwind of course, but the racing doesn't stop. So the podcasts keep coming as well. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this one, and um, I will talk to you tomorrow on the Untitled Jeff Buck Podcast. 